The Blur Havoc podcast may contain content some may find offensive, vulgar, or inappropriate for work or school. All views expressed on this show solely belong to the individual that expressed them. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the second season of the Blur Havoc Podcast. I am your host, the roguishly handsome, caramel-colored, devilishly delicious Alistair Haken. Oh, it's been... I've been waiting so long to get back to this, man. Oh, I've been so busy. Now, I, I gotta give you fair warning. The acoustics in the room are a little bit different. Um, I moved between seasons. You know, uh, you know that kind of thing just happens in between seasons. You know, when the characters kind of just have different designs in between seasons. You know, yeah, kind of like that. Anyway, so same deal as last time. We're going to talk about movie and video game storytelling stuff, writing stuff. You know, um, yeah, same deal as last season, man. Nothing crazy is going to change. Although I, 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 you know, I did change the theme song. You know, we got a different theme song going on this season you know for for you know there's a purpose to it but i'm not gonna tell you what it is right now but anyway today's drink of choice is just a nice tumbler full of ice cold water because i just got back from the gym i just took all my sups my supplements and i just need to rehydrate okay oh man that's that's good okay when you work out and you're just high off a pre-workout, and then you get home and you're dehydrated, you just drink some cold water, oh my goodness, you might as well just be, you might as well give me a massage in the back of my throat and my chest, okay, but anyway, what I wanted to talk about was, um, so today, or yesterday, the, the trailer for the Sonic Movie 2 came out, which is how people are searching for it on YouTube, Sonic Movie 2, for some reason, but Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the trailer for that movie came out yesterday, and seeing that trailer, I'm actually kind of excited for it, because the first one was actually surprisingly decent, I was surprised by how decent it was, I enjoyed it, Um, was it perfect, no, but I enjoyed it, so when I saw this trailer, I was like, wow, this actually looks pretty good, you know, Um, there's less of the humans, you know, Uh, Jim Carrey looks more like Robotnik, um, you got Sonic and Tails, you know, duo thing going on. You got the, the, the Chaos Emeralds are in it. And then Knuckles is here, voiced by Idris Elba, and he sounds better than I anticipated. His one line honestly sounded pretty cool, which Cool and Sonic have not been paired together in a very long time. <laughs> you feel me? But that trailer made me realize something about the Sonic games that is a is a larger issue in terms of writing. The Sonic games are chock full of characters. Now, that's not inherently an issue, but the way that Sonic Team has handled it is an issue. So let's start from the beginning. Um, not the beginning beginning, but where things start getting complicated. Um, Sonic Adventure. Before Sonic Adventure, there was Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, Amy, and Eggman. Right? Or Robotnik. Sonic Adventure introduced Chaos, E1, 
E what is it? E one oh two gamma, big the cat, and to call the echidna. Which a lot of those don't come back. Like a lot of those don't reappear very often, especially E one oh two gamma because he dies at the end of his story. But besides the point, Sonic Adventure introduced quite a few characters. A lot of them don't come back very often, um, but introduce a lot of characters. So Sonic Adventure 2 comes around, and we get introduced to Shadow and Rouge the Bat. Shadow is not a bat, but he's, you know, that's, I don't know why I did that. Anyway, we get introduced to two more new characters, Shadow and Rouge. But, you know, the new characters from the previous game aren't really brought up. So, you know, characters like uh, Big the Cat, E-102 Gamma, um, Chaos to call, not brought up in Sonic Adventure 2. So, not an issue yet. Then we get to Sonic Heroes. And that's where things start getting interesting. Because I lied to you. It wasn't just Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, Amy, and Eggman before Sonic Adventure. There was also Team Chaotix. With Espio, Charmy, and Vector. And Sonic Heroes reintroduces them. So you got Team Sonic with Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles. Team Dark with Shadow, Rouge, and a new character. E123 Omega. Who wants to kill Eggman? Then you got Sonic... Sonic, crap. Um, <laughs> Team Rose with Amy, Big the Cat, who skipped Sonic Adventure 2, and now Cream the Rabbit, who was introduced in Sonic Advance 2 on the Game Boy Advance, which makes this her first, like, official mainline appearance, right? And then you got Team Chaotix. They're detectives and that you want on your side or something like that. And then Metal Sonic is, I lied to you again, Metal Sonic was also introduced before Sonic Adventure. Um, so you got all these characters, and it's like, this cast is getting kind of full, isn't it? <laughs> We're having an issue here. And then, after Sonic Heroes, Shadow the Hedgehog is kind of an outlier. There weren't really too many new characters in Shadow the Hedgehog, so we can skip that one. But then we get Sonic 06, which introduces Silver the Hedgehog, and reintroduces Blaze the Cat, who was introduced in Sonic Rush. Okay. So, things are starting to get a little cramped in here. There's a lot of characters. Alright, but it is alleviated because not all the characters appear in every game. So, it's cool. It's chill. It's fine. It's fast forward a few years and you get Sonic Generations. Where everybody and their mother appears. Now, it's understandable because it's a... You know, it's a celebration of Sonic and, you know, what is it, 25 years? But the problem here is that all these characters appear and there's really no freaking reason for them to be here. What does Espio, Vector, or Charmy do in Sonic Generations? What does Rouge the Bat do? What does Amy do? What does Knuckles do? In all, in all honesty, Sonic Generations... Only needs Sonic, Tails, Metal Sonic, Shadow, Silver, and Eggman. Those are the only characters you really need in Sonic Generations for it to function as a story. Of course, classic Sonic and classic Tails, but, you know, I just lumped them into regular Sonic and Tails. Alright, and then Sonic Forces comes around, and holy Christ... It, this is where Sonic Sonic characters have been derailed entirely, alright? And this is where I need to start breaking this down a little bit. Because 
with each of those characters introductions they had their own plot line and own reason for existing in this universe right so by the time sonic forces come around they've been derailed to the point where they're no longer doing the thing that they were introduced doing knuckles the akinda in case you didn't know is the guardian of the master emerald the master emerald stops being relevant around sonic advance 3 we really don't see the master emerald very often after that except for like you know oh look it's the master emerald in the background and then they stop talking about it then you got um shadow who was introduced as the ultimate life form and a rival to sonic the hedgehog shadow has always been introduced as a character that has his own agenda regardless of what everyone else is doing right by the time sonic generations come around comes around he's like just friends with sonic and whatever sonic's doing he's doing too sonic forces rectifies this by having his own little campaign um but for the most part shadow is consistently attached to sonic's hip just doing whatever he's doing then you got ruse the bat ruse the bat was introduced as a government spy right by the time sonic generations and sonic forces come around she's just attached to the rest of team sonic doing whatever they're doing when you have to remember that in Sonic 06, she was working with the government to track down Eggman and stuff. Silver came from the... Okay. Silver came from the future, right? In Sonic 06. He came from the future, and they retconned Blaze's backstory and made her come from the future, when in Sonic Rush, he came from the, another dimension. But we're going to talk about that some other time. Silver came from the future, right? So, in all honesty, he has no business being anywhere near sonic after the events of sonic 06 especially if you take sonic 06's ending as con as canon it makes no sense for silver to be around but as time goes on we start realizing silver doesn't go back to the future he just hangs out in sonic's time why what are you doing silver the hedgehog now, Blaze, on the other hand, kind of does her own thing, and you don't really see her very often, but Silver just, because Silver was introduced in such a way that kind of defeats his own utility, they, they, all they can do is keep him in Sonic's timeline. And that's the problem that we're getting into, is that Sega and Sonic Team struck gold with Shadow the Hedgehog, right? They made a character that was immensely popular with a lot of people. Because he was a darker version of Sonic that could move just as fast as him, had a, a snarkier, kind of like edgier personality. Because let's, let's not forget, like I said in one of my episodes from Season 1, Shadow the Hedgehog actually had a personality in Sonic Adventure 2. He wasn't as snarky, edgy brood boy like he is in Sonic Generations and Sonic 06 and all that. In Sonic Adventure 2, he joked, he was cocky, he smiled, he had a personality, right? So, Sonic Team realized, we struck gold with this little black hedgehog. And what they got was the wrong message. They got the message of, let's just start making new characters. So, each mainline game after that, they just started making new and new characters over and over again. Sonic Heroes, we get E123 Omega. Shadow the Hedgehog, we get Black Doom. Sonic 06, we get Silver the Hedgehog. Sonic Rush, we get Blaze the Cat. Sonic Forces, we get Infinite, the whatever he is. What is he, a jackal? I don't know. So Sonic Lost World, we get the Deadly Six. The only Sonic game that came out in the past 
10 years that didn't have a new character with Sonic colors. And I'm being very lenient here because Orbot and Cubot were in that game. And Cubot is a new character in that game. Orbot was a new character in Sonic Unleashed, but he's not a new character in Sonic Colors. Okay, so. Oh, excuse me. So, you start getting weird things when that happens. When you start to consolidate the cast. Because the cast is getting too big. And you can't have all these different plot lines. Because in Sonic Colors, Sonic Team decided, let's make the plot very, very simple. Right? Which is not a problem. But, they decided to make it very simple. And then gut the characters of all their personalities and plot lines. Because let's go through Shadow. Because Shadow is one of my favorite characters he was, but then they just, like I said, in season one, they flanderized him, right? Sonic Adventure 2, he was he was a experiment that was released by Eggman, a genie in the bottle, quote-unquote, as, as Shadow called himself. Um, he has to, he grants three wishes or whatever. Um, um, he has his own little agenda where he's trying to avenge Maria, right? Remember Maria, by the way. Maria Robotnik. Remember that character. We will come back to her. So, in Sonic Heroes, Shadow is brought back after seemingly dying, and he has amnesia. He doesn't remember anything. Um, and he's trying to uh, track down Eggman so that he can get his memories back. But Eggman can't give him his memories. He's like, no, I never had your enemies, bro. Your enemies, wow. I never had your memories, bro. You're going to have to figure that shit out on your own. Bye. So then in Shadow the Hedgehog, that plot line gets cleared up where Shadow gets his, not necessarily gets his memories back, but he finds out the truth of his past and finds out what happened on the Space Colony Ark and all that, right? Cool, 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 cool. Finds out what happens to Maria, where his origin is, you know, he's half alien and stuff. And then Sonic 06 comes around and something interesting happens. Shadow is now working with Gun. To the normal person that isn't an absolute, like, Sonic lore expert, this means nothing. But to someone like me that has been following Shadow since Sonic Adventure 2, that is a huge character development that gets absolutely no recognition. Because here's the thing, like I said, Maria Robotnik, right? Super important character to Shadow's backstory. Maria was killed on the Space Colony arc, and Shadow promises revenge for, you know, her death, right? Who killed Maria? Gun did. Gun killed Maria on the Space Colony arc, right? But for no explained reason, Shadow is working for them. Not working with, he's working for them in Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 3, technically. <laughs> but Sonic 06, he's working for them in Sonic 06. And it gets it gets no recognition. It it does not get discussed. It doesn't. Nobody. No. This is something I'm realizing recently. We'll delve into this in a in a later episode of season two, where we don't get any insight to how Shadow feels about that. We don't know how he feels about the fact that he's working with the organization that killed one of his best friends. That's character derailment, in a nutshell, which, as you can imagine, is a trope. So, that's the problem right there, is that there's too many characters so that, since there's too many characters, not all of them are getting enough focus. So that's the history of why there's like 15 different characters in Sonic Forces and none of them do anything. But it, it's, 
it's that was a prologue to the greater issue at hand here is that some writers don't understand that you don't need to make a new character to have a story because what would be interesting is that if you cut the cast in half characters that make other characters redundant right in all honesty characters we don't need silver the hedgehog blaze the cat we don't need them cut them out what we don't need is a character like Zavok. We don't need Zavok. Why do y'all why do y'all keep bringing that dude back? We don't like him, okay? Stop bringing him back. All right. Um Chaos, uh after Sonic Adventure, we never see, need to see him again. Right? Who else do we not need? We don't need Team Chaotix to be completely honest because they haven't had they haven't been relevant to the plot since like Shadow the Hedgehog. And they were barely relevant to the plot in Shadow the Hedgehog. Because there are playthroughs in Shadow the Hedgehog where you can avoid most of Team Chaotix. The only one you really have to deal with is Vector. Because he's on one of the final missions and you have to do all five of the final missions twice in order to get the final ending. So Team Chaotix is basically irrelevant in Shadow the Hedgehog until the final story. So we can really nix Team Chaotix after Shadow the Hedgehog. We don't need them anymore. They don't do anything. Alright. So here's if I was running Sonic Team, I would cut down the cast to Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, Shadow, Amy, and maybe Rouge. Maybe. Maybe. And then Eggman. That's it. Metal Sonic 2. Because Metal Sonic is criminally underused because there are too many other characters. Because I love Metal Sonic. I think it's really cool that you have a robot version of a character that is dead silent and is supposed to be like if they did him correctly, he would be Eggman's top enforcer. He would be a thorn in Sonic's in Sonic's side. Because he'd be he'd be the bite behind Eggman's bark. But they don't ever use him. He was in Sonic Mania and that was about it. And then he appeared in Sonic Forces and Sonic Generations, but he he appears so sparingly, it's like this dude has no impact whenever you see him. So the the base concept that I'm trying to to talk about here is the fact that there are two there are a lot of stories like that where people create characters and I've been guilty of this myself in my more amateur adventures that I've written of the people are people have a tendency to create new characters when there don't need to be characters why what you can do in in order to rectify this is to look at your cast of characters. If you're thinking about, if you got an itching in the back of your head to make an, ooh, excuse me, if you got an itching in the back of your head to make a new character, look at your current cast of characters and go like, is there? Okay, let me slow down. You had an itching. Let's say you got an itching for a new character. You want to make a new character, right? First of all, what you need to do is look at your plot and go like, what does this character? contribute to this plot right okay step two look at all the characters that are not new right and then take that thing that that new character is contributing to the plot and see if it applies to one of your older characters if it applies to one of your older characters you don't need a new character just make the the old character do the thing that the new character was going to do because originally in one of my books that was what i was going to do i was going to have a new character in one of my books and then i realized 
I don't need this new character. I could just have one of the old characters do this. And I don't want to spoil anything, but in the third book, something happens to one of the main characters, and I was going to have a new character that does it, but in all honesty, I decided to make it so that one of the older characters does it because it strengthens a character that already exists. That's why you don't want to keep making new characters because you weaken the characters you already have. Remember that Knuckles used to be a rival to Sonic? I forgot that until I saw the trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the movie. Because remember, Knuckles used to be a thorn in Sonic's side because Eggman persuaded Knuckles that Sonic was there to steal the Master Emerald. Alright? Remember when Shadow used to be an, a, a rival to Sonic? Not no more, he ain't. What happened? Character derailment is what happened. And you have to you have to remember that you have characters that people care about. You, you don't have to keep reintroducing new characters. People don't like Shadow anymore because what made Shadow cool in Sonic Adventure 2 and Sonic Heroes and hell, even Shadow the Hedgehog is gone. Everything that made him cool is gone. His dark and mysterious past, when once revealed, is still dark. He's a half-alien abomination that was uh, created by Black Doom and Gerald Robotnik to be the ultimate life form. Not to mention, he was supposed to be the—he uh, was supposed to be the top. He was essentially supposed to be the top enforcer for Black Doom as well as Metal Sonic being the top enforcer of Doctor Robotnik. Which, if they were good writers, they would have made that parallel. But hey whatever now in sonic generations you look at him and he's he has like three words he says you can do it sonic in like the last like mission right before you play a supersonic and in that moment when he said that i remembered this man is a half alien abomination that used guns and swear words in his own game that sega, that sega likes to pretend didn't happen and it's just funny, just looking at him like that. But that's what happens when you make too many characters and you don't give them anything to do. Like Silver. Silver was introduced as a new rival to Sonic. But Sega and Sonic Team's incessant need to constantly make the new characters friends with Sonic by the end of the, mo the, the movie. Huh? Friends with Sonic by the end of the game is the reason why you have too many characters that don't do anything of interest. Like, the fact that Knuckles doesn't protect the Master Emerald anymore is just like, what? Like, do you do anything anymore, bro? Shadow usually has his own agenda, and he's not usually seen hanging out with Sonic like that. In Sonic Generations, he's just at Sonic's birthday party. It's just like, what the, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing? Like, let me double, let me do my, my research. Let me double check to make sure that that's true. No, yeah, Shadow is at Sonic's birthday party for some reason. And Blaze is there too. And Silver? What are you doing? This makes no sense. Rouge, I can swallow that pill. But Shadow and Blaze is just... That's just goddamn strange. So, like, these characters... Shadow, Rouge, and Knuckles would be off doing their own thing, right? Rouge is a treasure hunter and a government spy... Shadow is the ultimate life form that just wouldn't be asked to be at some annoying blue hedgehog's birthday party. And Knuckles is the guardian of the Master Emerald. 
what is what what happened to those plot lines? What happened to those character motivations? What happened to the character? That's why you got to be careful about introducing new characters. Because I used to do that as well. In one of my comics I made in high school, you know, I like I said, I was that weird kid that made comics in high school. <laughs> Make fun of me. Anyway, I, I had this thing where I would introduce characters and then never use them. In the prototype for Blur Havoc 2, um, there was a character I introduced named Susie, and she had the ability to reflect uh, projectiles. And she literally appeared once at the beginning and once at the end, and that was it. Never use the character again. Because what I really wanted was a character that could reflect projectiles. When what I really should have did instead of making a new character, give a character that already exists a new power to freshen things up. What? What the shit? You can do that? Yeah, I did that because uh, Alistair could teleport in Blur Havoc 2 when he couldn't in Blur Havoc 1. I gave him a new ability in Blur Havoc 2 to spice things up. It'd be a lot more interesting instead of creating a new character to have the ability to reflect things, give this new ability to a new a current character. Like instead of making a new character that can reflect things, make it so that now Melanie can reflect things. That freshens things up. Boosts her up so that she's on a similar power level to Alistair. Mm. I feel like that's rather efficient in terms of our resources and time. But, my silly ass decided, let's just make a new character. I learned my lesson in the, the, the sequel to that, the prototype to Blur Havoc 3, I learned my lesson to that. Which, a lot of the stuff in, the, in Blur Havoc, the old Blur Havoc 1, 2, and 3, the prototypes, didn't make it to uh, the official canon, so. Yeah. And there was another character that uh, in the official canon, where I was going to split two characters up, one was going to be a guard for the council, and another was going to be a potential love interest for Alistair. I combined them into one character. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet, but I combined them into one character. Anyway, but yeah, you, you get... You can do stuff like that when you have a lot of characters, and you could just make them more interesting. Like, you could create a, a backstory as to why this character has this new ability now. Or what this character is going to, you know, what this character is going to do with this new ability. How does this new ability, you know, affect them? You know, how does it affect their worldview? Such as in, uh, what's that game? Infamous 2, where uh, the Asian lady that is like your, um, your backup or something like that. She gets ice powers like halfway through the game, right? Instead of creating a new character that had ice powers, they just gave an existing character ice powers. What? Like I said, it's rather efficient to just use what you already have instead of creating some new thing. Because I tell you what, there's stuff like that in big budget movies. The Rise of Skywalker is one of them. Because let, let me ask you this. That, the, the, the girl on the forest moon of Endor, where the Death Star, the chunk of the Death Star is, right? Or was, I think it was just Endor, and I don't remember that, that shitty ass movie, but um, the girl that was on the planet that was also a former stormtrooper, 
um, that had like the ha- the fluffy hair, and she looked like a a rip off Destiny a Destiny two rip off character or something. Uh, that character, what exactly did we need that character for? What did what did that character add? What did in, in, in another character? Um, what's her name? Zora Bliss. What did that character add? Why was she there? Precisely. It was a new character we didn't need because she didn't add anything. All she does is give, give what's his name? Poe. She gives Poe a little token that allows him to get on the Imperial Star Destroyer, which it, it, that doesn't make sense as it is. Anyway, um, all she that's all she does, and then she has no relevance after that. I mean, she's also there to, like, give a backstory on Poe, but that's really it. You could do that without her. A lot of the stuff that she does in the movie, you could do without her. And then the, the girl on the Endor planet, you just didn't need her in the movie because she doesn't do anything. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, when it comes to characters, you need to be efficient and resource. You need to be resource efficient. Look at what you've got and be smart about this thing, man. Don't be making new characters just for the hell of it. If you want to give a character, if you want to have a character with a specific design, how about you take that really different design and apply it to a character that already exists, and then come up with a reason for why that character looks so radically different? <gasps> oh, I did that for Blur Havoc Three. Wow, I did that for Blur Havoc Three with Alistair. Hmm. I practice what I preach. Anyway, um, we're running out of time here. I gotta get ready for bed. I'm tired. Jim beat my ass. Um, but I hope you enjoyed the first episode of season two of the Blur Havoc podcast. I have been your host, Alistair Haken. I'm gonna drink like a gallon of water and I'm gonna go to sleep. So I will see you guys next time. Bye bye. Listening to the Blur Havoc podcast. Purchase the Blur Havoc book series on Amazon Kindle or paperback today. 